Hi, you're listening to the Raise the Vibe with Liz podcast. I'm your host, Liz Peterson. I interview today's inspirational speakers and healers. Thank you for listening to the show. Welcome to this episode of Raise the Vibe with Liz. I'm your host, Liz Peterson, and today I have Serena Curran joining me. Serena Curran, MBA, founder of the Easy Prosperity Circle, is a leading edge spiritual teacher, a healer who is a business and life reinvention expert, an Akashic record guide, and free spirit. She specializes in teaching her students how to take spiritual principles and convert them into real world results in business and in life. In her travels, she has wandered through over 40 U.S. states and 14 European countries. She has lived and worked abroad and has, in a matter of days, recreated her life and her business in new countries or states. She loves bringing her free-spirited, innovative brand of spiritual teaching and healing to her clients worldwide. With over 25 years of experience, she fulfills her mission of helping spiritually oriented women create freedom, money, and ease. Serena guides her clients to build a business by soul design, to embody their soul for powerful manifesting and to create wealth with peace and joy. In her work with her clients, she draws upon her wide-ranging training, her formal education, her experience as a serial international entrepreneur, her background in sales, marketing, and management, along with her years of transformational work and healing. Serena is known for her caring, supportive, direct approach and a big smile. She offers online classes, courses, Akashic record readings, potent distance energetic activations and healing, and one-on-one mentoring programs to assist her clients in achieving prosperity by soul design. When she is not creating, writing, communicating, you can find her enjoying the beauty of Southern California. She loves to hike, dance, listen to music, spend time with her family, and commune with the higher realms. Serena, welcome. Thank you so much, Liz. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. So great to have you. Super excited about our talk. Fellow energy healer, fellow guide, awesome Let's start with the puzzle pieces that led you to what you're doing right now, Serena. Well, it's a long, it's been a long journey, uh, you know, and it, it all began with uh, doing hands-on healing and being called to, uh, to leave my life, which was probably the biggest, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, which was to you have know, my children move out, sell my house and uh, take off for Europe after being guided to, um, to go do healing work there. And I'd not had a practice before. I didn't know where I was going to live. I traveled across the Swiss German Austrian border as I was guided, landed in Austria, and I knew I was going to live there, um, much to my dismay. And I um, actually uh, had my first healing practice there, did healing circles. And that was the beginning of my journey as a healer. Ah, although I'm a natural healer and I was always that healer. I didn't realize that until later though. And um, so that's been a long journey. Uh, that's journeyed me through living over in Europe several times, including uh, you know in Austria. I've spent time in Greece and Italy, uh, the south of France. Also, in uh, I spent a year in Paris, and I continue to uh, grow and develop so that now I I do everything through consciousness, and I no longer do any kind of hands-on healing or uh, any of that kind of work. Wow. 
That's great. You know, we were talking before the show and you were sharing a story. We have someone in common. So I got taught by a Barbara Brennan student over here on Washington. And you actually got to meet Barbara Brennan on your travels and had an experience. You want to share that? It was a fascinating story. Sure, I'd love to. Um, it's actually part of the story of how I ever became a healer, which was that, uh, you know, I had dreamed that I was a healer and that led me to take about a couple of weekends of training. And one of them was with Barbara Brennan. And so I flew to Washington, D.C. And um, um, my sister had said to me, you know, you need to shake her hand. And I said, well, I don't know how I'm going to do that because, you know, she doesn't really get in the audience. But at any rate, I was on the elevator going to my room. I had her book in my hand and in she walks, puts her hand out and says, hello, I'm Barbara Brennan, shakes my hand. And so we had that energetic connection immediately. Um, and then uh, on the Friday, the beginning uh, session, she was taking questions and she answered a question of mine. And then she said, you are a natural healer. It is your life's purpose. To which I ran to my room and started to cry. Uh, I felt embarrassed because this had been set out in front of all these people. Of course, no one really knew who it was. <laughs> and uh, it was just like, wow. And then I did my first healings uh, the next day and had some really incredible experiences. I think one I'd like to share is that I was working on a woman and I um, kept feeling that um, nothing was happening. I was like, nothing's going on here. And so I called over one of the people that was watching. She says, no, no, no. She says, your connection is wonderful. Everything is fine. And um, so I continued the healing. When I got all done, the woman sat up and she said to me, she said, you know, you're the first person that's ever been able to touch my chakras. And it taught me something so incredibly important, which is as a healer, we do not know what the other person's experience is and that they are always receiving what is really right for them. And it's really none of our business what that is. Oh, that's beautiful, Serena. Mm -hmm. You've had similar experiences when you were over in Europe in Austria. You want to share something from your journey over there? Yeah, sure. You know, I, I, you know, it was funny because when I landed there, I really didn't know exactly what I was supposed to be doing. And I kind of uh, got invited to a meditation circle and uh, the person was supposed to do the meditation, didn't do it. And finally someone said, you know, turned to me and said, you know, if you don't do it, it's not going to happen. And I went, oh, well, I can't, I don't speak German and blah, blah, blah. And it, it wasn't going to happen. And so, of course, that's, the, the, that's all you need to say to me. I finally said, okay, great. So I did a guided meditation. The person next to me had a healing. And she came to me and she said, I understood English so much better than I have ever understood it. So you see, it was all facilitated. <laughs> and then uh, I knew from there, there that I was to do that. And I wandered around and got connected with the biggest light center in Vienna. And they invited me to come there and do a circle. I got there and they had all these international healers that had been there. There were 30 people in the room. Now I've really never done this with any, with anyone before. And I hear them saying Americanisches Heilerin and I just go to my guides. Okay, well that's us. And on we went and I did this healing circle. I've made them dance first, which was what I was guided to do, which if you can imagine getting a bunch of Austrians to dance to, to the sugar plums, I did do it. And uh, then um, I did, healing on, on each person, walked around and um, generated healing for each person. And um, they, after that, they said, well, we really like your energy. And they invited me to work there. And that's how I had my first healing practice. That's fantastic. I love those stories. Yeah. You've really taken your business to a whole new level recently. We were chatting also, you've taken a quantum leap from aligning with the soul to embodying your soul. Let's yeah. talk about that. 
Yes. You know, I work with the Akashic Records. So one of the things that I do with my clients is go in their records and find out their manifesting archetypes, their primary soul gifts, their things about the origination of their soul and all these wonderful, delicious things that they can then use practically in their business. And I also look and see what kinds of things are in the way of them being able to express those. And, um, and I remove that from their records for them, because this is not something that can be done with mental or emotional healing. It has to be done at the level of the records. And um, so that led into, um, you know, really helping them to align with their soul. And that's a wonderful, you know, we all need to be aligned with their soul, but there's another level of that. And that is when we become one with our soul and we embody our soul, when we bring our soul down into our own being and we live as our soul. And so that's the work I'm doing now. So I'm guiding people through um, being able to understand their soul gifts, um, be able to create an intention uh, based on those soul gifts, and then be able to go through a process where they are embodying their soul and really being able to express their soul gifts through their, their work. And I find that um, people have, again, I want to call them hidden saboteurs. They're patterns from the past that left imprints. Many times they're not aware of this. They have symptoms, symptoms like I can't get forward. I keep going around in circles. I, I'm, I feel depressed. I'm not, uh, I'm not feeling well. I can't quite, I can't quite pull it together. And I don't know why these are from these hidden patterns. They can also be ancestral. So we look at both of those. And I've created a new um, training called Come Home to Your Soul and Open Your Money Channels to Thrive, in which we go through this whole process of addressing those issues and actually working on a heart, uh, a soul-led intention. Oh, that's beautiful, Serena. And I don't know if anybody else can feel this. And you can actually feel things in recordings because your energy aligns with what Serena and I are doing. But as soon as you said embodiment, everything just settled and dropped and became very grounded. And I want to bring everybody's attention to that to see if they're actually feeling that in their body as well, because I know I'm feeling it. And I really like that switch from just aligning with your soul and with your gifts and talents and being able to put that into the world, but embodying it and really feeling that and the energy just shifted as soon as you went into that. So let's yeah. talk about that aligning with your soul and kind of go in a little bit deeper on what that looks like for our listeners. So um, you mean embodying the soul? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's really a process, but you see there's things that are, again, there's these uh, hidden saboteurs that prevent us from doing that. So they do need to be addressed. And that is part of what I, I teach is I actually teach self-healing in that we're going to, when I, we go through this um, course, we're going to, you're going to learn how to, how to be aware, how to really uh, notice what you're experiencing, how to work with those energies and how to work with the, um, you know, for myself, let me give just an example for myself. I know for myself, I can get physically tired, um, just because I, everyone gets physically tired now and then, but there's another kind of tiredness that I get when there's something that's coming up. That's um, a block or a barrier. It's the feeling of um, uh, 
not going numb, but it's like a dumbing down feeling. So there's a different uh, felt sense to it. And so you get that signal when you know, when you recognize those felt senses, oh, I see there's something here that I need to attend to. And that can be just if, for example, for myself, it's this slowing down process of lying down, taking a saying, okay, I have to stop right now. I have to lie down and let whatever this is arise. So I teach people that those kinds of things. And I talk about, um, I have a, a little new uh, guide called, um, uh, let's see, what's the name of it? Uh, uh, um, peacefully Productive, How, um, using spiritual tools to accomplish more by doing less. And you see, this is part of the issue is, and as you noticed, when I dropped into embodiment, what happened? Everything slowed down, right? Right. And that's part of the process is that, and I teach some tools in that guide, um, which are tools to help you to slow down and to actually get here and be present. That's part of it. So there's, it's a process and that's why it's, it's done as a uh, opening with, let's really find your heartfelt desire. Let's find out from your soul um, records, from your Akashic records, What's the best way for you personally to write an intention? Because there is a different way for different people. And then we're going to then write that intention and then actually use that as a tool to go through the process of working with these various um, ways of uh, addressing these hidden saboteurs that are in the way, including I, including I do healing work and activations for people as we're going through this process. Um, yeah, so it's really exciting, uh, and it's, uh, it's very new and, um, it's very different from what's being taught out there. Yes. In my practice, I, um, work with blocks and restrictions, patterns, programs, belief systems, and removing them from the energetic field. So let's talk because you do that too. And you're doing that in the work that you're doing. So let's talk about how people can recognize those things and then what they can do, to um, work through those, have awareness around those and clear those. So, um, yeah, I want to clarify a little bit there. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's different levels of uh, working. This is much deeper level than um, working with just, I don't, you know, everything is energy. So how do I say this? Um, let, let me just give me a moment. Sure. Um, that, you know, there's a deeper level of working with patterns that are, it's, it's about helping you to let the patterns arise. That's part of the process and about uh, learning how to manage those patterns when they arise. So it's, there's a, there's a sequence of events that needs to happen in order for you to actually be able to, to work with these hidden saboteurs. So it isn't like, a magic wand can be waved or, um, and they can be some of them. Yes. But there are others that require a deeper connection in order for them to, to take place and openness receptivity, which is something else I teach. And this is being more receptive and open. So I teach this process and then you get to use it over and over again, because you're never once and done. <laughs> 
there's always a deeper level and a deeper level and a deeper level. And I work, I work to bring people to the deepest level that they can come to. Does that address your question, Liz? Um, um, it does, because we really are a work in progress throughout our life, you know, like unpeeling mm-hmm. those layers of the onion and then seeing, you know, in our life where we're doing those things. And, you know, yeah. you can get to a point, I had a teacher once, I was like, okay, there's the pattern. And then, then the awareness comes around. It's like, okay, you see yourself doing it. And then the next time you do it, you might have awareness around it, but still do it. And then the next time you have awareness around it and choose not to do it. And then eventually, you know, it, you work with it as time goes on and learn how to manage it, manage it in a new way. Um, gosh, that would bring me to past experiences. So how do you work with people with past experiences and, um, in the work that you do and embodying the soul? Uh, So, uh, you know, this is really, a lot of the past experiences are traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. And I mean, nearly everyone is walking around with trauma. Yeah. Um, We live in a traumatizing society and trauma isn't an actual event so much as it is what happens to your physical body, your your energetic and your physical body. Remember, if you're going to manifest, you have to make a change in the vibration of your physical body as well as your mental and emotional body in order to be able to, to, to do that. So there's things that have happened to people that they're very unaware of. They just, and, and don't necessarily have to become aware of them, to be honest with you. Those patterns can be moved by, by going through a different kind of process. That's the purpose of embodying your soul, you see, because when you bring that soul energy down into your being, the corrections happen automatically because you're now carrying a different energy. You're carrying the energy of your soul. So there's less intense kind of like peeling of the layers and more about the focus on bringing this energy down in about um, working with those patterns and also working with the ancestral patterns too that are handed down in the DNA. Um, That's part of it. One of the things that I do during this thing is I do uh, activations and I do an activation to support them. It's running 24 seven while they're working through this course that runs for six months. The course is a five week course, but they get that for six months. So they're getting energetic support. They're learning, uh, getting tools to bring their soul down into their body so that they naturally um, break through these, these barriers. So it isn't as, is labor intensive as it would be if um, it was done in a different way. So um, they get to enter into their own Akashic records too in this process as well. So it's a little fun thing to do. Oh, let's explore a little bit for those who don't know what Akashic records are. Sure. Um, So Akashic records are, every soul has a record, uh, an energetic record of everything that's ever happened to you. Now, The question here is, what do you think happens to souls? So if you think that souls are immortal and that they don't die, then they have other experiences besides being in your body. If you don't think that, then, you know, maybe this won't make sense to you and that's okay. Um, But if you think that your soul is immortal, then your soul is traveling and it's having a lot of different experiences. And as it travels, it, um, those there's a record, an energetic record made of all of those experiences. So your soul has this pure center that is just your gifts and your talents and your soul origination and all of the things that your soul wants to express here on the earth. 
but it also has gathered some other kinds of uh, energetic vibrations around it that prevent you from doing this based on past choices that you made. So um, you can go in the Akashic records and you can find a person's soul record and you can look and see what their gifts are and you can look and see what kinds of things might be in the way of them. And that can be past life. Uh, it generally is some things that are in past life. So you can identify the past life, what happened. It's fun. It's really fun because uh, when you say to someone, you know, I see this pattern of blah, blah, blah in your past life, they go, oh my goodness, yes, I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it's still an effect, basically. And uh, so from there, they, um, th those, those can be cleared and, and removed and at, that, at that level. So that's the Akashic Records. And so what's really happening in this moment is that every thought, every feeling, every action that you're taking are, is being recorded in the record. So in this moment, whatever you're doing is creating your future. And so, uh, you know, that's really powerful. You get to decide what goes in there. Um, and the most important part is the choices you make, the actual actions you take, which is often left out of um, many of the manifesting teachings that you'll hear about. They'll talk a lot about uh, the vibration of, meant of your, your thoughts, the vibration of your emotions, but they forget that the most important thing is what do you actually do? That's the most important thing. Mm, let's unwrap that a little bit more around manifestation. Um, well, you know, it's one of my pet peeves, I guess, because uh, it's very often, I mean, I remember seeing somebody on Facebook one day put on, somebody was saying, what do you want to manifest? And she put down, I want $5 million by Friday. And I, and I just, for the fun of it, I went, oh my God, I went, I said, okay, so how is that going to happen? And she came back and she said to me, don't tell me, don't you rain on my parade and say the universe isn't going to bring that to me. And I'm like, no, universe is not going to bring that to you. You are a creator. So you need your intentions need to be maybe they're on the edges of what's possible, but they they need to be in the realm of possibility. So that there's actual actions that you can take to, to reach them, they can be on the edges, they can be, you know, beyond what is, you know, it's, fine if they're beyond what you think is possible but to go from i have zero dollars to five million dollars by friday is certainly not in the realm of possibility unless you win the lottery or something like this and that's not manifesting that's magic so um yeah so that that i think that's a real important uh, i have a kind of thing about that so i think that that's one of the missing links in being able to manifest is that the focus needs to be on what you're actually doing Ah, so what are some of the tips and tools you can share with our listeners around that? Um, really about, you know, tuning into what's, what's next, asking the right questions. And yeah, that's very, that pardon me. Go ahead. Um, it's, it's, oh, it's always about, you know, first of all, remembering that you always got guidance and it's available to you at, at all times. Now it can have some you may need to work on building it up and connecting a little better and clearing the channels, but it's there for you. And so, and one of the ways, the best ways to get it really open is to start to use it. And so it's important to ask the right kinds of questions, not will I, not yes and no questions, but questions like, what would be my next steps towards accomplishing this intention? Um, what would be, uh, how would I go about doing this? These are questions that you can ask and wait, 
listen for the answers. And there are numbers of ways of doing that. I mean, we, it's, we could go on about that. I want to back up there a little bit too, because I want to just say something about intentions, <laughs> which is also another thing that I do in my course, which is we do, we do a visioning so that you're connected with your soul's intentions, your heart's intentions. You know, opening a magazine and picking out a red Ferrari is really not connecting with your soul's intentions or your heart's intentions. Now, the red Ferrari may be in there somewhere, but what you really, what you really want to align with, what you really want to work with is your soul's desires, your heart's desires, your, your deepest desires. And those you have to really sit with. And, you know, I have a process that we go through in order to connect with that before you set any intentions. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, when once having had that idea, that vision, that connection with something bigger than yourself, like it doesn't make it, if you think about it, it really doesn't make any sense just to sit here where you're at and go look around and say, okay, what do I want? You really, you want to go to a level higher and get a bigger vision and say, ah, what is it that I really want on the bigger vision level? And then once knowing that, you can go ahead and set intentions. And maybe it's a financial intention. It, it can be a financial intention. It can be, it can be uh, something to, to do with a car. But the bottom line is, it's really about what kind of experience do you want to have? It's not about the physical uh, red Ferrari. So about what kind of experience are you looking for? Hmm? Yeah, I love that so much. What can our listeners do to kind of tap into figure out like where they are, who they are, and what their intentions might be. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, the standard thing is to say, go meditate. I mean, uh, I would say, <laughs> get quiet. You know, I, if you, if you want processes for doing, getting connected like that, um, go to my website, serenacurrent.com forward slash accomplish and get my uh, pleasantly productive little guide because it has in there five different processes for getting quiet. And basically, you know, once you get quiet and, and, and I, you know, I have my own experiences of that. Like I was going to do something one day and I just was like, no, I need to go for a walk. And I went for a walk and boom, out for a walk comes in. Oh, I should do it this way, which was a lot easier than the way that I was going to do it. So yeah. it's making the space if for a lot of people, it's making the space to be able to hear and asking the right questions. Yes. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. Some <laughs> of the best ideas and intuitions come in, you know, when you're out for that walk or you're in the shower, soaking in the bathtub and you've given yourself some space for your mind to just empty out and be able to right. receive it. And that's partly about how you embody your soul too, is that, you know, I, you heard my chime a little while ago. Um, I have a chime that rings every hour and that chime is to remind me to just really to drop, to connect with my soul and allow it to drop in. Oh, nice. And so I do that. And that as I do that, it becomes more natural for me to be in that space. So again, that these kinds of things are in that little guide and would help people <laughs> to be more productive, but also to begin to embody their soul, to be able to hear their guidance. You know, I talk in there about a haiku walk, which is one of my favorite little things to do, because if you go on a haiku walk, 
you're there to listen to the birds and look at the trees and notice the colors. And as you're doing this, as you're raising your sensitivity to your environment, you're raising your ability to be intuitive as well as opening up. So it's, they're there. <laughs> Those are things I would suggest to people. Simple things. You don't have to do anything. There's nothing uh, wild and crazy. Sometimes I don't. Recently, I'm less inclined to invite, invite people to meditate. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because very often meditation is a sense of going out somewhere else. And what we really want is to come in here and bring it into our bodies because our body is how we manifest. This is if we're physical, we want physical things, we manifest through our body and oh, getting aware of our own uh, experiences in our body. I love that. And I love how you set the timer to remind yeah. yourself to be embodied. And it, once again, as soon as you went to it, it was very grounded, solid, and peaceful. Yeah, the energy yeah, dropped yeah. right in. It's such a beautiful thing to feel yeah. and watch. Yeah, I would love to be there all the time. I'm working on it. <laughs> it's work. <laughs> so let's well, I have to remind myself because we have a lot of things going on around us and we do have to interact with those things around us as well. But the more that you can embody your soul, the more that it just happens naturally. This is what I love about it. So you don't have to think about you don't even have to, you know, necessarily ask questions. Suddenly you find yourself doing something. You go, oh, I just, I, you know, you just automatically do what needs to be done. It just happens. Uh, that's the experience I have of it when you're, when you're, when you're embodied. It just happens. And, you don't. Know, I used to say sometimes I'd say, I feel like I'm a walking crystal. It would annoy me really in a way. I feel like I'm a walking crystal. All of a sudden I'm doing something and I never said that I was going to do it or... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just responding to the universe, but it's really, really, I've come to understand that's kind, that's what soul embodiment is. It's that so connected that you're just making the actions that you need to make. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful embodiment of your soul's gifts and being able to be in the flow. Well, that's exactly what happens when you, you step into the flow of abundance, you step into, um, being really authentically who you are, uh, you then have an energy that you radiate that allows other people to step into their souls. Yeah, very beautiful. How do you assist their client? How do you assist your clients into um, finding out their soul's gifts? Um, I read their Akashic records for them uh, usually. And that's how I have a thing called a soul wealth map. And I actually give them a map that has all of that information in it. So they get a written report, tells them all about their soul gifts and their, their um, soul origination and all of those sorts of things. And, and in this program, I'm actually going to um, guide them into connecting with the Akashic records and determining their primary soul gift and one um, other manifesting archetype. Now they won't have the clearing and there's not, it's not as extensive as what they would get if they actually had a reading, but it's gives them the basis for creating an, uh, an intention that is soul aligned, soul embodied. Awesome. What can people expect when they come and get a reading from you? It sounds fascinating. Um, well, I, I actually offer a program. So it's um, the program is a, it's four readings. It's the first reading is your soul. Um, it's four sessions. It's um, first reading is your soul gifts and your manifesting archetypes, the primary soul gifts, your soul, like there's a whole bunch of things, your soul origination, your soul specialization, um, 
your organizational style, which is very and critically important to know so that you can honor that when you are creating. Um, there's a, about six or seven different qualities of the soul that I do, uh, I do tell you about what blocks and restrictions are in the way and where they came from. Now, you know, you don't actually have to know all that, but it helps people to have a conscious awareness of it and it just makes it grounded better. And then I, I clear it. And then we have like an intuitive session in which we just, whatever's coming up, we work with and heal. And then I do a reading of what I call your seven manifesting keys. And this is another interesting thing and why I, I sometimes get upset with, there's one way to manifest. No, there are seven in your soul, in your soul, you have seven different qualities that in, impact um, whether or not, how you manifest. And one of the most important ones I'm going to talk about, which is, are you processed or are you outcome oriented? So everything that is taught is about being outcome oriented, right? You need to make a vision board. You need to visualize. You need to have a goal in mind. Those are for people that are outcome oriented. Not everyone is outcome oriented. Some people are process oriented. They do not are not able to manifest in that way. They get a lot of frustration trying to do it. It doesn't really help them. And just understanding that alone is a huge um, help in being able to manifest. Wow, that's amazing. That is huge. I didn't know that existed. Seven, wow. Yeah, there are seven different ones. And um, basically they come in when you're, these are, these come in, you know, your original soul blueprint is, set static right it's always there but when these are when these seven manifesting things come in when you're individuating they come that's when those come in and so it makes a huge difference in how you do, go about doing business uh, i've had people i had a client who who came to me and she was using the wrong business model um based on her manifesting archetypes and uh, she was trying to scale up and it was not working. And we, I said, you know, this is really, this is not in alignment with your soul. It's not what your soul is uh, gifts are. And she changed it and her whole business blossomed where she took action. I want you to know she took action. She didn't just understand her thing. She went out and she wrote a book and she went out and she got speaking engagements, but she knew what, what direction to go in. God, that's fantastic, Serena. Yeah, it's it's really powerful work. I, I love that work, and I also love this um, this training, this course that I'm uh, bringing forward that is really going to help people with some of the other barriers, these old patterns and unresolved trauma that they don't know that they have is in the way. So you know they they just have all those symptoms and they can't figure out what's wrong. Um, you can be very well educated and have a lot of certificates, taking a lot of courses and you still can't get forward, then you've most likely got some things in there that need to be addressed on a different level. Right. How do you go about doing that? Working with your clients? Um, uh, the course, uh, in the courses, what I do is I do, um, I do uh, video trainings and give them uh, some, I give them either meditations or, you know, guided meditations or, um, and or uh, homework or tools that they're going to use in each one of the modules. And then I also have each week a, a uh, integration and support Zoom call that we have for an hour in which now that you've looked at all this material that I, and, and by the way, I am a freedom person. So you're not gonna get a video that's longer than 10 minutes or 15 minutes from me. <laughs> Um, I don't want to watch videos that are that long. I'm also give people, I give them an audio version of it and I give them a transcript. 
so that whatever way you want to, because I'm all about freedom and all about your having your business be designed for you. So I, when I do my course, I design it in a way that you can choose how fast you go with it, whether, um, you know, they go out weekly and then, but you can go back and redo the, the material later at another date. You get that support where you get to ask questions, but there's, there, there's snack size videos and information because that's how I like to operate. Oh, that's wonderful too, because we all learn differently. Yes. And uh, so I try to, to accommodate, I accommodate that by providing those three different tools for, for being able to access the information. And then of course the live zoom when you can come on and, and there's always healing going on in all of these things of it, whether it's remote, it, whether it's this, rem, um, this activation that I have running in the background, once you sign up, that's always running in the background. Um, and I also give them meditation, uh, give them a guided meditation that connects them with themselves and their heart. So they always have a place of safety to go to because it's so incredibly important to be safe when you're, while you're uh, exploring these um, different aspects of yourself. Yes. You mentioned activation again. So for those who don't know what an activation is, what's an activation and how can it help a person? Um, well, it's an energetic, um, it's something that I have sent from source. Uh, so I set it up. I do have these also on my website where you can uh, sign enroll to receive them. But I have four or five different ones on there. And so they're just really where I asked source to send to you supportive energy it can be for greater abundance. It can be for, it can be for anything, but I've got some there for greater abundance, for more clarity and confidence. Um, and so this energetic uh, beam is coming to you at all times, activating you and supporting you and being able to accomplish those goals that you're trying to accomplish. Thank so you. it's, it comes from source. It doesn't, yeah. Beautiful. Thanks, Serena. And then um, I also want to kind of wind back a little bit. You mentioned soul mapping, and this can be new to a lot of people. So can you explain a little bit about what that is for our listeners? Again, that's the program that I have where I do all of the reading and the Akashic records and give them written reports on that and then meet with them and talk with them about guide them through these reports and this information about their soul and really focus, um, my work is focused towards uh, uh, businesses. So I help them with um, how, well, <clears throat> although I work with people that don't have businesses as well, maybe have a career, but um, also, uh, but it also tells about, you know, how you would want to arrange your business, what kind. So for example, for me, like a freedom person, like I am a power person, a manifestor, a natural manifestor, I, I do well as a solopreneur, I would not do well with a huge team. It's because it limits my freedom. Mm -hmm. And that's like one of the most important things for me is to is freedom. So it limits my freedom. So I need to design my business in a way that doesn't require that. You see, so everyone has, everyone has different qualities and it's while I give it to them in various pieces, then it's about looking at the whole picture and bring it together. And well, what does this mean in terms of how do I do business? How do I design my business? How do I structure it? What, what, what's my, what, what's my gift that I really want to express? And by the way, let's talk about soul purpose. <laughs> Cause that's another one I have a thing about. Ah, soul purpose. Yeah. Why don't we go there for a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, really, did, do you think that we came here to be, to be chasing our soul purpose, like a needle in a haystack? No, 
I don't think so. We came here with a soul. And the reason the soul is in this body is because the soul wants to be expressed. So once you know what your soul gifts are, you can express them in whatever way you want. There is no, you get to choose. There's no like set way to do it. It's about expressing those gifts, whatever way you want. So you can stop, you know, running around looking for your purpose and worrying about your purpose. It's just to express your soul gifts. That's it. Whatever way you want. Oh, I love that. Find what lights you up and get out there and express it the way you want. I love that, Serena. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are really good at that. Or some people do know that there's can, can, um, do know their soul gifts or where their soul gifts others are not. And sometimes uh, the soul gifts are buried under some uh, hidden saboteurs. So it's hard to get connected with them. So everyone's different, even in their, their actual ability to connect with their soul gifts. Some have an easier, you know, like we live in this, we, we live in this uh, diverse population. So some people have an easy time of kind of connecting with that and other people do not have an easy time of connecting with that. Or sometimes the ego gets in the way and the ego tells me this is what I need to be doing when in fact that isn't it at all. So there is there are those uh, circumstances as well. Yeah, let's unwrap those three saboteurs again too for our listeners. So they um, have the, an idea. Yes, I'd love to. So the three that I, I, I work with and I've identified are one is that there are saboteurs at the level of the soul that are in the, that are affecting your um, the expression of your soul blueprint. And those are held at the um, level of the soul. So they have to be corrected there. Um, the second is that there are um, old patterns, that things that happened in the past that created imprints and created imprints, created um, energetic knots, in your being, um, places, voids in your being, or things that are being held that don't belong there. And by the way, all those things are creating along with everything else you're doing. So those are, that's a second kind of um, hidden saboteur. Those can come from uh, previous traumas. So these can be unresolved trauma. And, uh, you know, I would, I would be willing to bet that there isn't anybody on the planet that doesn't have unresolved trauma. And that we aren't, we're being traumatized daily with the things that are happening around us in our, our culture. So this is a really important thing to learn to, to work with. And then thirdly is the um, ancestral things that have been handed down through the DNA. And I do work with some of that when I'm working with the um, Akashic Records with genetic karma, but there are other clearings of ancestral um, chains that can happen, this intergenerational Things. I think we have a lot of issues around that as well in our society that we have a lot of uh, trauma, again, trauma, let's say, but it's intergenerational trauma, you know, like, let's take the Native Americans, they were forced to walk across, let's say the, tra- tra- the Cherokee Trail, the Trail of Tears, they were forced to walk all that distance and so many people died, that caused trauma that went into their being that gets passed down through generations. So if there's issues now with, with someone has an issue now, it could be because of that past trauma being there. Okay. So that's the kind of thing I mean, it's more, um, could be cultural trauma too, we could say. Right. And why is it so important to work with this trauma? How does it hold Uh, back? Well, because, uh, you know, 
you can't, we, I mean, it has to hold you back. Like you go to do something, you can't do it for whatever reason, you don't know why. Um, it's because there's something holding inside of you. It can be a pet, it can, it's holding an energetic. Let's say um, you didn't bond well with your, your parents. Um, then you have forever difficulty connecting with other people. You have difficulty connecting with your business. You have difficulty connecting with yourself. Um, you know, so there's a just, th these things are just um, sitting there in the way of your being able to move forward. Yeah, they're all energetically based, um, but they can have a, a mental aspect to it or an emotional aspect to it. Um, and so it's, you know, they cause, like I say, little blockages in your energy system and because we know that we are vibrating a certain energetic signature, and this is how we create, those things are also there affecting that energetic signature. And you can go through doing all this mental and, you know, mindset stuff and, and working with your emotions, and you can still have these blockages, these energetics that are creating, um, that are I want to say discreating what it is you want. That's a new word. They're discreating what you want. <laughs> They're opposing what it is that you do want. <laughs> yes. Do you have any um, tools that you can share with our listeners today on ways that they can um, work with themselves, their inner self? Oh my gosh! I mean, I could probably. I I've got. I'm like a tool girl. I got a million tools. I love tools. <laughs> um. Okay, so what would be the most useful thing I could think of right now? Um, hmm. I think I want to ask people to, to connect with their heart. And I think that, you know, just taking some time to sit and breathe in and out your heart and put your hands over your heart and be with your heart, it, that's a really valuable thing to do and to expand your energy system out as you're holding your heart expand it out, expand it out, expand it out until you can feel how safe you are sitting right there in your heart, because that is your place of safety, because that is the place where your soul is. That's the seat of your soul, your heart. So connecting with your heart and allowing yourself to feel the safety that's available to you right there in your own heart. Oh, that's beautiful, Serena, too. And it really brings, was bringing me into that embodiment place as well, you know, coming yeah. into the heart. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So it's, it's, it's doing that, those dual purposes of helping you because when you're in your soul, when you're embodying your soul, you are safe. You're always safe, but you can feel the safety. You're always safe, but sometimes you don't feel it. And so connecting back to your heart is always a place where you can come back to safety. Awesome. And you have a free gift for our listeners today. You want to talk about that? peacefully. Yeah, I did. I, I did mention it quickly there. Uh, it's called pleasantly productive and or peacefully productive, excuse me, um, peacefully productive spirit, spiritual. Uh, I think it says spiritual tools or spiritual, spiritual ways to accomplishing more by doing less to accomplishing more by doing less. And you'll find in there, those tools are also tools that are going to help you embody your soul. They're going to help you to connect, to be in a place of safety and of peace. So. Right. Well worth that. Looking yeah, and 
And everybody, you can find that at serenacurrent.com backslash accomplish. And I'll have that down in the show notes as well. Serena, is there anything you would like to leave our listeners with today? Uh, You're a miracle. You're a walking miracle. I always love to say that. And to remind yourself, I am a miracle. You are a miracle. Just look at your body. All these things that happen naturally, all these chemicals, all these interactions. Look, I can talk. How much does that take? All these neurons and everything. We are walking miracles. And just remember that as you go through the day, you are a walking miracle. Awesome. That's beautiful. And one more time, Serena, can you share with our listeners what you offer and how they can reach you? Yeah, uh, you can go to my website, serenacurran.com, S-E-R-E-N-A-C-U-R-R-A-N.com. And, um, or you can go to serenacurran.com forward slash soul wealth, and that'll take you to the soul wealth map uh, forward slash um, activations. It'll take you to the activations. And I don't know, I, I think if down the bottom, you'll see there's a place for you to get on the wait list for the course, the VIP list. So people get on the VIP list, you're going to get a coupon for a, a discount. So if you want to get on the VIP list, you can do that on my website for the new course, which is uh, coming home to your soul and opening your money channels to thrive. Oh, that sounds nice. Do you want to give a, a little overview about what that's going to be? Before um, I, I think, we, yeah, it's really, as I said, it's about uh, getting in touch with your true desires, your soul level desires and creating an intention and then walking through um, the process of, realizing that intention, uh, dealing with all of those hidden saboteurs or many of those hidden saboteurs that are in your way and learning a process that you can use lifelong for continuing to embody your soul. Awesome, Serena. That sounds wonderful. Thank you, Liz. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been so great. It's my pleasure, darling. And thank you, everybody, for joining me. Go ahead and find Serena Curran at www.serenacurran.com and check out everything that she has to offer. It sounds great. I know I'm going to be checking it out, too. And find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Raise the Vibe with Liz and my website at Liz's Healing Touch. Serena, thank you so much. Yes, I'm a, I should have said it. I'm on Instagram, too, and you can find me at Serena Curran. Serena under slash Curran. Perfect. Yeah, thank great. you. Check it out, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Serena. And remember to get out there and raise the vibe. Have a great day, everybody. Yep. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show on Raise the Vibe with Liz. If you like this content and want to support me, please go to Patreon at Raise the Vibe with Liz or click the link in the description of this show. And remember, change starts with you. So get out there and raise the vibe. Thank you, everyone.